Kimberly, I've heard so many people asking about Flying Free. Can you tell us the story about Flying Free? Hi everyone, I'm Anya. And I'm Kimberly. And this is Flawed, authentic stories from the nest floor. Flying Free. Now let me tell you about our Flying Free ceremony. Now obviously, Flying Free ties in with our analogy of the nest. So when our children and our parents have finished their nest experience, they fly free. Now this is a very, very special ritual and I've lost count seriously of how many times children have flown free. But if you've never experienced a flying free, you wouldn't realise how precious and special they are. So let me tell you about it. So imagine, and I can do this really well because it was just the other day that Kaya, who turned six, flew free. So the morning of the flying free at morning tea, the children already know that there is actually going to be a flying free because the nest that is in the middle of our lounge, sort of lounge dining area, is aglow with seed lights. So as children come in and they see that little sensory cue of the lights on, they say, who's flying free? So at morning tea time, we always announce, now remember today, we have a flying free. And today, Kaya's flying free. So the children can begin to anticipate, predict and get that sense of excitement. So before, before story time is when we like to do the flying free. So we're not bringing the children in for yet another togetherness when it's going to interrupt that sort of lovely gentle flow of play. So about quarter to two, the um, devoted teacher, the one that has um, followed the child and documented the child's play memoir, begins to prepare the area with the child. So it's things like, oh, I wonder how many seats we need. Now some flying frees, it can be the child and mum. Some flying frees, it can be nana, auntie, uncle, uh, we've had a poodle. <laughs> well, honestly, we, we had a classic one with a little poodle bouncing around and we had two omas and it's, yeah, it's a, it's a family is whoever's important to the child. So the child will say, now, I've got, I need two seats. So they will put the seats just, we've got like the nest is in the middle and a round carpet sits under the nest and then the seats are just at the edge of the carpet so when the family have all arrived the child that flies free rings the gong and then everyone gathers around and sits around in a beautiful circle underneath the hand created woven nest that is attached to the ceiling with a pulley okay so we gather around and the person that facilitates the flying free is the one that was devoted to creating the play memoir and so they are all ready to create that sort of sacred ritual so it's always the children are waiting with like bated breath and we've got the family waiting so we ring the gong and we welcome everyone to the flying free
Now, for many children, it's a different sort of experience. And what I've realized is when children fly free closer to five, all they think about is the sense of, I'm getting my egg. And they're very excited about the process. Now, the other day with Kaya, because she was six, she said to me at morning tea, she said, I have really mixed feelings. She had already the day before been in tears and come back into the nest because she just realised that this was the end of a very special journey that she she was on. So anyway, special, we've got some special music and it's a one by Rada. May the love we're sharing spread its wings and fly across the earth. So the first two sort of like beats or no beats isn't right but the sort of chimes of the song every child looks up because they know that when the music comes on the nest gently is pulled down. Now as the nest is pulled down it spins so the children are mesmerized by the beautiful spinning of the alight and glowing nest. When the nest is on the ground the music is turned off and then the person who's facilitating the flying free will say so welcome everyone to the flying free and we remind the children that this is 100% about for example this is about Kaya so at that time every single one of our of the teachers has written a love letter and that is in the child's play memoir but the teacher that's the devoted teacher she reads her love letter to the child at the flying free now obviously to read seven would be like a thesis so we always say now this is a bit of nighttime reading and this is a really beautiful moment so after the child has heard their love letter which to be honest is more probably reading to the pet to the family because the child's already anticipating the fact that they're about to get their egg so then we hand the play memoir to the child and the next part of the process is a little beautiful hand-painted trade egg. It's wrapped in a little, um, like a little kete or a little bit of raffia with um, bowed together with lavender because obviously lavender is very significant because they've had many lavender footpaths. So then the, the analogy is shared that Kaya, we gift you this egg as a reminder of your time at the nest when the mother hens have been nurturing you and now you're cracking the egg and flying to your next journey. Now we've got children that go to school, to unschool, to life school, to forest school. So it doesn't matter what their next step is. This is about a celebration of their journey while they've been at the nest. So the child then gets quite excited because they um, unwrap their little egg and then they normally always, there's always different things like some children will go, oh, oh, I love it, or speechless, or little tears. And then they normally hand it up and all the other children are like, oh. Now the colours, the type of egg is always a reflection of what we know the child loves. So of course the child's got their plain memoir, they've had their love letter read out, they've got their egg, and then as the nest is, the song comes on and the nest slowly goes up, 
the child then gets a little hand-created copper wand and they blow love bubbles upon all of their friends and the nest family. Now this is a new, we used to at the very beginning the child would, would drop feathers on all of their friends. And then we moved from feathers, because we didn't feel it was very sustainable, to little paper origami cranes. But that was quite a mission when you had 15 flying free and there was 30 children. So this was actually a lovely mum said, look, you're always sending love bubbles. Why doesn't the child blow love bubbles? So as the nest goes back to the ceiling, to the same beautiful piece of song about may the love wears way the love we're sharing spread its wings and fly across the earth, the child blows their love bubbles. So at the end of that, we ring the gong. When the family flies free, I will always write a special piece of intuitive writing, a love letter to the family. And then that is the end of our flying free. It's normally between 10 to 20 minutes. It's always sacred. It's always special and we always feel fully touched in the heart through the experience. The Flawed Podcast Music is by Camille van Schoenhoven. You can find us on heartschool.nz and KimberlyCrisp.com Come